What's going on, guys? It's Shannon Fiedler, your host, and this is Just Like Other Girls. And I'm coming to you this week from the height of spooky season, one week before Halloween. And so obviously this episode is going to focus on all things Halloween. Halloween combines all of my favorite things. Putting on a costume, <laughs> having a party with your friends, and eating candy. There's kind of nothing better, right? And and it's also a holiday that I actually love gift giving, but there is no, you're not giving gifts or receiving gifts. And I think sometimes that can be a loaded conversation or a loaded part of a holiday on like a birthday or a Christmas or an Easter, I don't know, whatever. Halloween is really just about having fun. And it's about having fun from the time you're a little kid to the time you're an adult. I mean, my parents have been throwing Halloween parties my whole life. They threw one this year. Halloween is a holiday that you can never grow out of, which is something that I appreciate a lot. But I think it changes a lot depending on what phase you are in your life. And we'll get into all of that and, and the joy of it. But it is a holiday that I really enjoy and have always loved ever since I was a little kid. And I think the reason I like it so much is for all the reasons that I already mentioned, but it's predominantly got to be the costume thing. I am a big proponent of a homemade Halloween costume. To me, half the fun is making the costume, and the other part is getting to say to everyone, oh, I made this myself. I think it's probably says a lot about my psyche that I love that, but I, I take a lot of pride in creating a costume that I think can live up to and be just as good as, if not better than a store-bought costume that I made completely with my own hands by finding things and piecing it together. And I'd like to say that this is a cheaper option because if you go into a spirit Halloween, Halloween costumes, what a markup. I'm telling you, you get like the tiniest little piece of fabric and they're like $73, please. And I'd like to say that doing it myself, I'm saving money, but I'm absolutely not because I buy so many pieces and Yes, at one moment to buy a shirt for $10 and bottoms for 20 or whatever, it feels cheaper. But when you add it all up together, you're spending just as much money. But I think it's more fun and it's more, I have a better time doing it that way. And I always like to be a character. I think, I think I always, I got bored of being just like the sort of standard occupation, kind of like I'm a firefighter or I'm a person from the 50s. And I think the reason I like being a character is because there's so much detail into that costume to make it exactly right, right? Like there are a million ways you can be a firefighter, but there's only one way to correctly be Moana, and that is to wear the outfit that Moana wears. I think I've had a lot of fun dressing up as different characters over the years. I've been everything from Rory Gilmore to Eloise to Ray from Star Wars. Actually have a funny anecdote. So when I first moved to New York, I was really excited about having my first Halloween in the city, going to a bar, getting dressed up, going to an event. And I took this ethos with me of the homemade character costume. And that year for Halloween, I was Paddington. Paddington the bear. And, you know, I had my little rain hat. I put little ears on it. I was wearing like a wool coat with rain boots. I had like a little, I, I wrote 
on cardboard that please take care of this bear sign that he carries that with painstaking, I must have done it like seven times to get the handwriting right. This is the level of attention I play to these details. So I'm so excited. I'm going to be Paddington. I've got my whole outfit. I'm really feeling good about it. And my friends invite me. They're like, do you want to go to this Halloween party? It's at Bagatelle. If you live in New York, you can probably guess where this story is going. If you don't, Bagatelle is in the Meatpacking District of Manhattan, also known as the Clubbing District, I guess. It's where young people go to live as if they were in Barcelona or Vegas. It is a very clubby vibe that you don't find in in much other areas of Manhattan. Bagatelle is known for their brunches that become like rage blackout parties at 2 p.m. Now, I don't know any of this at the time. I've lived in New York for four months tops. So I show up as a teddy bear, and not a sexy teddy bear, as a teddy bear from children's literature to Bagatelle, and I walk in the door, and it is literally just a room of men not wearing a costume and women in bras and something on their head, whether it's like animal ears or some kind of headdress that might be mildly offensive. Like they're just in genuinely lingerie. And I am in a raincoat holding a sign that says, please take care of this bear. And I have never felt so out of place in my life. And I very quickly, like I turned to my friend and I was like, we need to get out of here. And I just remember, I I just felt so excited about that costume and so wildly in the wrong place to show it off. It was just a funny, a funny moment. And it got me thinking a lot about like what your Halloween costume says about you, because there are so many different ways that you can interpret the prompt of costume, right? It, it's very in, infinite options. You can be anything. And I think there are certain tropes. And obviously like we all saw Mean Girls, I think this idea of like, girls going as like a sexy like whatever that might be and i it you know i think it started as oh she's like a sexy cop or a sexy bunny but now sometimes it's like you see things they're like she's a sexy mayonnaise container (laughs) it's like what so i think that that trope definitely exists And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think I spent my years in college doing the same thing where it's just a fun excuse to wear clothes that you would probably never wear on a day-to-day basis. And I think now as I'm older, (laughs) I interpret that to mean something more akin to Paddington. But I think that, you know, I think there's a time and a place for everyone to have their sexy whatever costume. I think that's part of of going through the stages of Halloween. Like I said, it changes a lot depending on how old you are. So obviously there's that. I think I said myself, I think, you know, I love an elaborate homemade costume. Um, And I think the people who do this, um, I think we are creative souls who probably need constant affirmation and constantly need people to tell us that they think we're good at something. I think it's, I, I fully cop to this. I think you you don't hand make a Halloween costume from scratch if you're not doing it for the credit, if you're not doing it for the accolades. And I can admit to this. I can admit to this part of my personality that I need someone to tell me, wow, I'm so impressed that you made this costume. 
you know, if I just wanted to have a costume that looked good and felt topical and funny and clever, I would buy it. But I need someone to acknowledge that I went above and beyond, that I was a perfectionist, as I always am, that I drove myself crazy and, you know, pricked my finger with a sewing needle because I don't really know how to sew. And I was sewing together pieces of a costume. I'm doing it for the recognition. And I think most of us who have these homemade costumes are also doing it for that. And I think if we can acknowledge that, then we're all fine. I've never been one for like the punny Halloween costumes. I, I see the value in them, but it feels kind of exhausting because I think if you're a pun, you inevitably are spending all the night explaining your costume. And everybody knows that the best jokes are the ones you have to explain. <laughs> I'm a comedian, I should know, right? I feel like people who wear punny Halloween costumes are the same people who very explicitly carry around a copy of Ulysses so that people think they're reading it. I think for every joke that we make about a woman being a sexy blank for Halloween, we should make the same joke about a man being a generic sports player for Halloween, wearing a jersey that he's probably already worn seven other Sundays this fall and will wear for the rest of his life whether he's being a football player, a soccer player, a hockey player. And like, you know, maybe you get a couple extra points if you decide to be a ref. That took like one extra step of thinking and creativity. But I do think, I think we need to stop seeing sports players for Halloween. It's not, it's not that exciting. It's, I think we can do better. I think as a society, we can create better costumes than to just wear your Tom Brady jersey for the fourth year in a row and put a little bit of eye black under your eye and be like, I'm a football player. At, at that point, just don't wear a costume. At that point, come as yourself. You know, there's also the people who have those giant costumes that they buy, like the inflatable ones, you know, like the dinosaur. Those people are just seeking attention, right? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they need validation, probably even more so than the ones of us who are making our costumes on our own. And I got to say, those costumes, they look so uncomfortable. They're such a pain in the ass if you've been at a party with someone wearing them because they take up the space of seven party goers and one person. And then by the end of the night, they've just taken it off and then they're just in like black t-shirt and like jeans and they're not in a costume anymore. And they probably spent a ton of money and time blowing up their costume. So the inflatable ones, I get where they are fun and there was a novelty associated with them for a while. But that's another thing that I'd, I'd really like to see go away with. Apparently, I have very strong opinions on Halloween costumes. I'm realizing this now as we go through it. So obviously costumes... Um, are, are changing all the time, right? Every year there's sort of different, like every year you have a lot of witches, but there's different things that take to being the most popular. Um, and I think my, I've been making some predictions for what I think is gonna be the most popular costumes this year. I've been trying to think through it. And I think you're, you're gonna get your classics. I think you're gonna get a handful of Stranger Things and Game of Thrones, just since those shows were so popular in the past year. I think there's no way that we're gonna escape the season without seeing a handful of Eddies from Stranger Things, right? I think that's gonna be pretty popular. Um, I think every former frat bro in America is gonna come as Top Gun. I think if you go out in the Lower East Side of Manhattan or whatever, the young fratty neighborhood is in your own city, 
you are going to see so many Tom Cruises that you're going to think your vision is going and that you're blurring and seeing double. I'm confident in this. I also think we're going to see a lot of girls being Top Gun too. I have a, I have a strong feeling about that. I think, um, I think Elvis is probably going to be pretty popular this year. I actually just watched the Elvis movie. Um, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought Austin Butler did an amazing job and it just reminded me how much of a character Elvis is. So I do think Elvis similarly to being a witch is a sort of constant Halloween costume, but I have to imagine there's going to be a surge in, in Elvis costumes this year, especially because I feel like a bunch of Gen Z kids for lack of, I don't know, is it rude? Is it, can I say kids? I guess some of them are adults now, but I feel like a lot of Gen Z humans <laughs> probably didn't have too much of a reference point for who Elvis is or what he wore or his vibe until this movie. And so I think we're going to see a lot of Elvis, but I actually, I have a prediction. It's new. I'm, I'll be very curious to see if I'm right. I think the most popular costume we're going to see in 2022 is going to be a sexy baby. And if you know, you know, if you are following with me, you know what I'm talking about. The queen Taylor Swift herself and her new song, Antihero, has the most jarring lyric of all time. Sometimes I feel like everyone's a sexy baby and I'm a monster on a hill. And look, I should do an entire other radio show episode about Midnight's as a Taylor Swift super fan and all my thoughts. I love the album. I've listened to it ad nauseum. But the first time I listened to it on Friday when it was released, I didn't say up till midnight because I'm 30 and just can't do that anymore. But when I listened to it for the first time on Friday and I heard that line, I literally like stopped in my tracks. I was like, did she, did she just say sexy baby? <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because I'm like deep in Taylor Swift discourse in my TikTok, but I am seeing a lot of people talking about this line and defending this line or hating this line or explaining that it's actually a reference to 30 Rock or what it means for Taylor and her career and her view of herself. Regardless of where you stand on this, I am so confident that everyone who has been putting off their Halloween costume and doesn't know what they're going to be this weekend now is like, oh, it's genius. I'm going to be a sexy baby. And if they have a friend that they're dressing up with, someone else is going to be the monster on the hill and they are going to rock it. And so I think if you don't see girls holding bottles with pigtails and a sign that says sexy baby, did you even Halloween in 2022? I don't know. But that is, that's my, that's my gut is that we're going to see a lot of sexy babies. The fun thing too about New York is um, sometimes you don't know if someone's in costume or if they're just strange, <laughs> if they're just like kind of weird. It's a game I play with myself for every year. I'm like, are you dressed up or is this just your vibe? I think actually the best costume that I ever was, my mom made for me when I was five years old and I was a laundry basket. <laughs> And you're probably asking, how? That's an inanimate object. Um, so what she did was she got a laundry basket and she cut leg holes out of it. And I was tiny, so I could fit inside the laundry basket. And my arms went through the holes that are in the side of a laundry basket. Because laundry baskets are always perforated, which I'm now under, I'm sort of questioning that now. I don't know, do the clothes need to breathe? That seems like a very odd feature for all laundry baskets across the entirety of America to have, but that's a subject for a different time. So anyway, I had this laundry basket on my person. She put a box of Tide on my head, 
emptied. I was not the first Tide Pod kid. Uh, and I wore that as a hat and then she stuck loose socks all over me. And I think that was like probably the most clever Halloween costume I'm ever going to have. And every year I try and beat it in some capacity. This is not a call for Party City to make a sexy laundry basket costume. <laughs> but maybe they should. Maybe that would be the best way in. Okay, so Andre is now telling me that in 2013, he was the saw puppet and kids looked at him and cried. That's the thing. I think if you're going to actually be something scary, you're a mean person. (laughs) Sorry, Andre. I think like and I say this as someone who is incredibly scared. And I went out one year in Halloween um, in New York and it was the year that it came out. And this guy was dressed up so perfectly like Pennywise. Like he genuinely he could have been a stand in for the film. And I. And he acted creepy, too. He was, like, getting a kick out of it. And um, I thought it was the scariest thing ever. And I, like, genuinely was afraid as an adult at this party. And I was like, if kids saw this clown, they would be so scared. As much as I love Halloween for the dressing up and the the candy of it all, I actually, I don't like the spooky, scary stuff of it. Um, I've talked about this on the show before, but I am easily frightened. (laughs) I've never liked horror movies. Even Hocus Pocus as a kid scared the living daylights out of me. I thought it was so scary. Um, I mean, now I've learned to love it, but I'm still like a little spooked by it. Like I was watching Practical Magic the other night and Pat was out. So I was home alone and I literally had to turn the movie off. Practical Magic is not like I wasn't watching the shining i was watching a rom-com with nicole kidman and sandra bullock and i literally had to turn it off because i got spooked when they were bringing the guy back from the dead i was like oh spoiler alert sorry but it really scared me so i've never i've never been into the whole monster thing okay so this year pat and i are doing a couple's costume and i would love to hear your thoughts on that if you guys are pro or anti-couples costume i think people feel really strongly one way or the other. They either think it's cute and fun and clever or disgusting and gross. And it's like, we get it. You have a boyfriend. Um, But I think it's like, again, my family's really into Halloween. And so as a kid, we used to do full family costumes. Like one year we were the Scooby-Doo gang and my dad literally grew a goatee for Halloween. Like he went to the office with a goatee. Like his coworkers must have thought he was I don't know, going through a midlife crisis, but he was really just being shaggy. And I was Daphne, my mom was Velma, and our dog was Scooby, and we didn't have a Fred. So Fred, I guess, finally got taken by the guys in the monster masks. It's funny because we've been talking about what our couple's costume is going to be for months, frankly. Like every time we watch something, I'm like, that'd be a good costume, that'd be a good costume, because I always have Halloween on the brain. But now that I'm 30, I'm it's just kind of funny because we came up with these costumes ideas and then we're like, wait, do we have any plans? Like, are we doing anything for Halloween this year? <laughs> and I was just thinking about it. And it's, it's such a, a different experience than say, you know, when you're in college, when you're in college, you celebrate Halloween, right? You need like seven costumes because you do it the weekend before and the weekend after Halloween, you have six group costumes with all your roommates and you do one on your own. You're ordering, you're spending, all of this money that you don't have because you are in college, you don't have any money, but you're like, I'm going to buy all my Halloween costumes. And you go out and you party all night and you take 900 photos and it's the best. And now as a 30 year old, I was like, 
planning a costume and I was like, I don't even know if we're going to do anything. Yeah. It's just funny, funny how much it changes. And I still love Halloween. I don't think I'll ever stop dressing up for Halloween. So obviously a holiday that I am a big fan of, very excited for. And this year it falls on a Monday, which is always a bit, I think it's a buzzkill for the kids. Like that's such a shitty night to have to go trick or treating, right? Because like, you have a whole week of school ahead of you. However, I guess that means you get a candy bar in your lunch every day, which is a nice little plus. But for me, I think it's kind of perfect. You have the weekend, you know what weekend you're celebrating. You're celebrating the weekend before. And then the holiday comes and then you can move in to Christmas mode. So that's about it for Halloween for me. You know, I'm so excited for it this year. I'm so excited for my costume. I'm so excited to go out and have fun and sort of feel young again, which is such a ridiculous thing to say at age 30. But I do think, I think Halloween in New York is particularly fun because there's the parade. And I think there's something about being out in the city when everyone is invested in something very similar. So even if you're going to Bagatelle or you're going to a house party with a bunch of other people who don't wanna be out at Bagatelle, or anything in the middle. If you're at a dive bar, if you're at a dance club, wherever you are, you're all dressed up, you're all excited, you're all invested in it. And I think it's the perfect time to people watch, to connect with people that you might not normally connect with. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been out on a Halloween and struck up a conversation with a stranger because they had a great costume or they wanted to know more about mine, just waiting in line for a bar. And these sort of connections that don't happen on a day to day. And I think there's something really fun about that. And maybe that is what the spirit of Halloween is. <laughs> it's either that or, you know, a ghost that is a literal spirit. So whatever the spirit of Halloween is for you, whatever your costume choice is, whether you go sexy or funny or homemade, have a wonderful Halloween, enjoy the season, and just know that when we come back, it'll be the holiday season. All right, that's all for me this week. Thanks for tuning in.